Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Nazir, Tav, Nun, Tes, and as well Daf Samech Amid Aleph. And then we'll pick up on the balance of Samech Amud Beis and Daf Samech Aleph on Shabbos. Um, if my memory serves me right, Shabbos is at like 5.53 or something like that. Something like that. Uh, so Amir Tashem will uh, we to get that done. And then the next Shabbos is Shabbos Agadol Amir Tashem. So we're going to probably do Daf after the early Mincha because there's drushes for women, drushes for men. So you just got to figure figure out the day, but I'll, I'll keep you all posted on that. Yeah. Today we're starting at the two dots, about 10 lines or so from the bottom of Nun Chesimut Beis, discussing more about the halachos of shaving, uh, although in this case, shaving one's body. If you are a man, is it permissible to shave other parts of your body? Swimmers like to shave all the hair on their body because it gives them a little bit more... Uh, smooth flowing in the water, a little bit less air retention uh, on the follicles of hair. What are you, if you're a swimmer, can you shave your legs? If a person has a desire to shave their armpits, are they allowed to do that? Other body, other parts of the body as well. That's going to be discussed in today's talk. Amarav, mekel adam kol gufo besar. It's pretty clear. A person is able to remove hair from their body, even with a razor. I'm just going to say this now. We'll soon see that this doesn't mean a razor, even though it says razor. Don't be fooled, because the Gemara will qualify that that's impossible. It says the Gemara, how can you say that? A person who removes hair from their armpit, a man who removes hair from their armpit, that's the Beis HaShechi, and the hair in the pubic region, they get Malkos. It says the Gemara, no. That case where we're talking about the armpits and we're talking about the Beis HaErva, the pubic area, that's HaBesar. And HaBemisparayim, one of these cases is talking about uh, with a razor, if a person removes armpit hair or pubic hair with a razor, that's his or their. I said, huh, the case of Rab was bimisparayim. Says the Gemara, I'm not sure. We'll get there. Says the Gemara, I'm not sure if you read Rab, but Rab didn't say misparayim. Rab said, Asar, said atar. Rab nami bitar kamar. Says the Gemara, Rab was just meant ke'en tar. Now, I don't know, I'm not Rav, and I don't want to be like critical or anything, but you couldn't have found a better word to say what you wanted to say. Like, why does the Gemara do that? Like, why does, it? maybe it was the social lingo, it was the way to talk, it's just confusing. The Gemara does clarify. I'm not saying the Gemara doesn't clarify, but I, I'm curious as to what was motivating Rav to use the language of razor. I'm curious, because that's not what he meant. A person can remove hair on their body as long as it's not a razor. Fine, Mutter. And if a person removes removes hair from the base hashechi or the base erva, and they do so with a razor, you're chayev malkos. Amar of bar Abba, Amar of Yochanan, Hamav your base hashechi, base erva loka. We just learned the din that if a person removes hair from the base hashechi or the base erva from the from the armpits or from the pubic region, then they get malkos. Here it's actually quoted in the name of Rav Yochanan. Um, it was previously mentioned in the name of a Brisa, which means that he's quoting a Brisa because he's an Amora. He can't, uh, he can't do that. Obviously, he's quoting from the Brisa. Says the Gemara, wait one second. We have a Brisa that says that this removal of hair that we're discussing is only a Dinder Abanon and not an Esther Doraisa. So what kind of Malkos are you talking about? Malkos is only it's only when a Lav Sheesh Maisa and an Edin Doraisa. It's very complicated to, to reach a level of Malkos. But we don't have Malkos properly as it relates to a Dinder Abanon, and this seems like a Dinder Abanon. Says the Gemara, you're absolutely right. My Lokenami de Ka'amar, when 
Rav Yochanan quotes this din and says, look, what was he talking about? He was talking about din, a din de Rabbanon of Malkos. Not Malkos proper, but what we call Malkos Mardus. Something uh, that would be, that's what the, uh, the the Rivan quotes on the very bottom line here. My, la, my loke de Amre, that's Malkos Mardus de Rabbanon. So the Chachamim at times when a person would violate certain Yisurim would give out lashes. We see this in some third world countries. Um, but by us, this was actually very masudar. It wasn't... Uh, it, it wasn't like off the cuff. It wasn't like shooting from the hip. It was super clear as to when these things applied. It were just scenarios, and that was the case. So it seems from our Gemara that there is a machlokas between the approach that Rav took, where Rav, based on the Gemara that follows, seems to say that if a person took a razor to the Beis HaShech and the Beis HaErba, it's an Iser Doraisa. And over here, it seems that at most it would be an Iser Dorabanan, machlokas Rav and Rav Yochanan in the Gemara. It's not clearly framed that way, but that is what, seemingly what the Gemara says. And Ika de Amri, there are some people who bring this version of Rav Yochanan a little bit differently. Top of Nun Tesmud Aleph. Amr Rebchia Bar Abba, Amr Rav Yochanan, Hamavir Beis HaShechi Beis HaErba Loke. Why is it that we have this case scenario where there's a Din de Oraisa? And now Rav Yochanan is now being quoted as a Din de Oraisa. Two lines ago, he was quoted as a Din de Rabbanon. Now Rav Yochanan says it's a Din de Oraisa. Why? Mishum lo yilbash gever simlas isha. You can't shave your legs because women shave their legs. You're not allowed to do that. And here, it's Malkos. I Mesve says the Gemara, that's not possible. We already saw this, Brisa. How can you say that it's going to be Malkos? After all, it says that it's only Durabanon. Says the Gemara, who the Omar Kihaitana. He, Rav Yochanan, who authored this line that there's Malkos by removing the hair of the Beis HaShechi and the Beis HaErva, he holds like the following Brisa, the Tanya. Five lines down on Nun Testament Aleph. Hamavir beis hashechi beis ha'erva. Hareze over mishum lo silbash gever simas isha. Rav Yochanan Taka does hold that it's a din raisa to remove the hair on one's body because that is being like a woman and you're not allowed to be like a woman. So says the Gemara, if that's how the Brisa holds, v'tanakama, hai lo yilbash gever, my darish bey. What does he do with this? Because not everybody agrees with this. We have some who see, seem to say that it's only derabanan. So what does that Brisa do? Says the Gemara, mi bayle Yes, there is an isra of lo yilbash gever simlas isha, but it's not necessarily what you would have thought. Says the Gemara, mi bayle How do we learn the isra of lo yilbash gever? It's different than the previous shita. The previous shita, Rav Yochanan said that if a person removes hair, from the Beis HaShechi and the Beis HaErva, that that's going to be an Isser Do Raisa. Here we learn differently. The Brisa reads, quarter of the way down, that a person, a woman, should not uh, have the clay gever. What does that mean? If you want to say the Pasuk simply means that a man shouldn't wear women's clothes, and that a woman shouldn't wear man clothes, that can't be what the Isser of, of Begadisha is. That can't be. Beged Isha doesn't simply mean to cross-dress. How do we know? Because look at the next words of the Gemara. The Pasuk here, if you look at the Pasuk inside, I'll read the whole Pasuk. A Pasuk in Dvarim Kafbez. Lo yechli gever al Isha, v'lo yilbash gever simlas Isha. Why? Ki Hashem alokecha People who cross-dress, it's a toeva, it's an abomination, says the Gemara. That's not an abomination in this case. If all a man is doing is wearing women's clothes, or if all that a woman is doing is wearing man's clothes, that's not a toeva. A toeva requires a misa, an interaction that's asr, not just wearing the clothes. The Gemara is not gores. That's not the iser. Ella says the Gemara. What is the toeva? What is the toeva of cross-dressing? It's not what you'd think. Ella shelo yilbash ish. 
Simlas Isha, Oh, you, the man dresses up like a woman, and why does uh, why does he do that? So he can go hang out with the women, because he wants to be on the women's side of the mechitza. And ve'isha simlas ish v'teshe ben ha'nashim and vice versa. A woman who ha'arama uh, she dresses in such a way where we, we had this on an NCSY Shabbaton. We had this exact case scenario. We had a young a young um, a young girl. She was fifteen. She wore compressions to make her to minimize her breasts. She wore a button-down shirt. She had a haircut like mine and yours. She had slacks, you know, regular shoes, arm in arm on the men's side dancing during Habdal. And most of no, it's not the hachis. No, she's really she's she was really struggling actually. We, we worked with her extensively. So, anyways, we I'm like I'm watching one of our advisors was there with his arm around her. And he didn't know because she was wearing a key. You, you would never know. You push it, you'd never know. So we didn't know what to do. We, we, I, I found out over the course of Shabbos. This particular, we were up in Camp Shai. I found out over the course of Shabbos, and it, what do you? It, it's so uncomfortable. So like we, first of all, she had her arm around an advisor. It's around a kid, Mayla. There's like an understanding that the kids touch each other. Got it. And that was bad enough. But the advisor was standing. I'm like, that's not right. So. I uh, I called an emergency advisor meeting in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm like, I just need all the advisors for a few minutes in the kitchen. But like the halachic implications of all of this were nearly impossible to navigate. Even that one thing, if I'm pulling the advisor away, I'm making another boy touch her. Instantly, or, or worse, or worse, very, very complicated. So the Gemara says, and I don't mean to speak against mental health, that's a toeva. That's a to'eva. If what you're doing is cross-dressing in a way where you can now mingle with the opposite gender unbeknownst to that, that's considered a to'eva. Again, no judgments. I'm not just speaking in halachic terms. So these things happen. These things do happen. That's what the Gemara says over here, that we're dealing with this iser. Is there, is there a difference if it's, you know, like we all were at 13 as kind of like a way to sneak in? Or is it because he really wants to be a woman? Is there an option I mean, there? Not in Misa. I mean, I don't think the halachic terminologies would necessarily no, but it change. Like the Kavana is that, what does it say? That he, he wants to be Bain Ho Anoshim. So yeah. Is there an Akamina between what his Kavana is? I mean, we have a principle in Shabbos, Malachis Machsheva Samarachman. You have to kind of have, 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 have intent. I know, but you I, know. I think my guess is the Torah, like I can tell you what the Torah looks at, but the Torah envisioned the first way the, as the Isser. Yeah, for sure. Yes, it was before trying to sneak in and get away. Correct, correct. But would you, in fact, violate the Isser in the case that I just described? But with the word Toeva, you would think Fumfakert, because at least in the first scenario, that more less quote unquote normal or normative behavior. Yeah, but he's attempting to come to no Yeah, yeah, correct. Here, she 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 wants to go through a, a surgery. I mean, she. No, but this no no normative cases. Uh, yeah, it's normal human behavior is right, to sneak in. Right, yeah. but you know your your intention is for what is real. No, but if you're if can I ask you a question? Even if it's uh, oh, I, you're still I know I, 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 the mom is just a bit alert. I have to be careful, but I I would I think it would be I don't I, you're right. Malachis Machshavus is a narrow din. I, I think it's difficult to say that what happened in the scenario I described wasn't the iser. 
It's difficult. It's not it's, the problem is envisioning. I know, I but but like if I steal in a way that wasn't the way the Torah envisioned, I still stole. I so like I, I, I you know I, I'm not I'm not sure that we would make hakiras lakan. I don't know. I don't know. Your question is better than the answer. I don't. I don't know. By the way, where does Essentius wire sleep? We slept them in we slept them in isolation. It was very very complicated. Big shilas were asked. Very 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 complicated. One would think based on the way our the Gemara continues analyzing this with another sheet in the Tanaim, halfway down on Nun Tesimad Aleph. Rabbi, El- Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer, <laughs> that a woman is not allowed to carry weapons. She's not allowed to carry, I guess the equivalent would be to, you know, to be packing. You know, you got a nine millimeter under the belt. So it says the Gemara, that's what the Pasuk says. What about the rest of the Pasuk? That a man, a woman's not allowed to wear weapons like a man, and a man is not allowed to do certain behaviors like a woman, namely, shave your legs, shave your arms. Those things are not allowed. Those things are not allowed. With what? This whole concept of man not shaving his arms, right? By it's falling off, right? What's that? It's a unique thing, isn't it? It's the Chiddush and Chumash. Just like... Shaving his entire head is yeah, absurd. so it's also <laughs> the whole thing is a chiddush. It's, it's, it's a chiddush. It's a unique concept. Yeah, it's a complete chiddush. Yeah. we're we're from Jews. Like if when you so sometimes you see the haircut where you know where the person's sideburns are like they're straightened out here, and you're like, oh, it's <laughs> you yeah. see, you're like, you guys are shagans, you know. And the Mitzorah, meanwhile, is like taking his it's razor, like getting the mic. You know, he's getting his Michael Jordan haircut. You know, like uh, razored all the way back. You know. But that's a chiddush in, in chumash. The source of what? The where the woman can't uh, bear weapons. That's what the Gemara says here in the middle of Nun Tesamad Aleph. The Gemara says, "Minayin shalotetze isha bichli zayin lemelchama," that a woman cannot use the utensils that are used for war. And it says, "But what does it say?" Talmud Lomar lo yechli gever al isha. That is the pasuk in Dvarim, in Dvarim twenty two eight. Dvarim, uh, 25. Dvarim okay. He says, A Nazir was not like a Mitzorah. A Nazir only has a din of shaving his head. And he extends the din of Nazir to the rest of the body. Chiddush says the Gemara, Why? <laughs> Just because you have a Pasuk that allows you to override because you're a Nazir doesn't mean you could violate that's not that's not even logical. I don't, again, Rob, I don't mean I don't mean to denigrate, but well, there's no losakifu by a Nazir, but it's right, right, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, okay. And then someone was in the mikvah. They saw Rav Yochanan changing, and they noticed Amru Le Rabban on the Rav Shimon Baraba Chazina Le Rav Yochanan de Lesle. We saw that Rav Yochanan has no armpit hair 
Uh, what is he doing? How can he do that? The Pasuk says it's Malkos. Two versions of Rav Yochanan, is it the Rabbanon, is it the Raisa? But Rav Yochanan himself was the author and he had no armpit hair. So says the Gemara, Amar Lohon, Machma Zikno Nishru. You, you, he's an old man, the hair fell out. He's not, he's not shaving, he's not shaving his armpits. Ahu, there was a man, Ahudi, there was a man who was Chayev Malkos, get some type of Malkos in front of Ravami. And Igloi, when they took off his shirt, Igloi Beis Hashechi, and when they took off his shirt, he put up his arms, they took off his shirt, and they saw that he hadn't shaved his armpits. They saw that he had hair. Says the Gemara, Omar Lahon Rabbi Ami, Shivkuha, leave him alone. Don't give him Malkos. Dain min Chavrayahu. This man is one of the Chavra. He's a from guy. What does that teach you about the culture? There's a subculture, mm-hmm. or the culture was to shave your armpits. But when they saw that this guy was Taka, yeah, he, by Rav Yochanan, they expected it. But by this guy who's getting Malkos, he's not such a tzaddik. By him, they expected it. To, you're the Shegas guy. Okay, you're for, you're for sure. And that, but, oh, no, 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 he's from. He's from. He doesn't shave his armpits. So that kind of teaches us backhandedly. We're making inferences that that's how they assumed that was the case, that he, okay. Lamaisa, let's get into Psak. Rav what's the din of shaving? Also, you cannot shave your body. Sometimes hair grows in a way that's uncomfortable and it's a bothersome. It's a reference, you're, you're the wise one. Hair, all hair has its time. Whenever hair grows to its maximum, then no share, then it falls out. What about scratching hair with a, a, the ulterior motive of removing the hair? So says the Gemara, that's not allowed. What if a person is scratching their armpit through their clothes with an effort to remove hair? Says the Gemara, Motor. Fine, because it's removed, it's not direct, it's indirect. You don't actually know when the hair comes out. I don't know, a whole host of possibilities. Not on your head, we're not talking about other, not talking about on your head, we're talking about other body, other body hair. Besa Shechi and Besa Erva, armpit hair and pubic hair. There are those who ask this question a little differently. What about in davening when you're trying to remove hair through your clothes? We know that in general, when a person is davening, if they touch a part of their body that's typically covered, they then have to go wash their hands again. One, two, three, four, five, six, say without a bracha, um, because you touched a part of your body that's covered. I remember I, I was once, maybe twice in my life, daven chakras in the mirror, I think once. I was with Chanuch Teller. I don't even remember what the scenario was. We were davening chakras together. And I walked in and there was a guy putting on tefillin. He had, he had wax paper separating his hands from his hair because your hair is typically covered. And he didn't want to have to go. I've never seen such a chumrah otherwise. Have anyone ever seen that? I've never seen that in my life. He didn't want to touch his hair because if you're, you scratch your head significantly under your kippah, you maybe have to go wash your hands. He was makbid that he would. I've never seen anything like it. Fascinating. I literally don't know where we are. Oh, here we are. So that's what the Gemara says. That really, maybe the question was, can you, during davening, can you scratch your armpit to remove hair during davening? He says, it's usher, but we don't pass in that way. A person is allowed to scratch that part of their body, even if hairs do fall out, because it's, uh, you're, you're, davening, your concern is only a concern of touching that which is uncovered, that which is supposed to be covered. So that doesn't apply here. Pasha. Unless it's a dover, it's dover shenim iskaven. If you're, if there's an itch and you're scratching, you don't intend. On, it's possible that's mutter. That's that's mutter. But sometimes, like people fidget and they they play with their beard and they really are pulling hair out. That's usher. There, you have to catch yourself. Or people who bite their nails a lot. That's 
Got to be careful. Yeah. I'd say that one of the hardest things to do is people who have like little pieces of skin on their lip and they mm -hmm. like fold their lip and very, very, very difficult, very difficult. Mm -hmm. Separates the men from the boys. That's a, that's extremely difficult. Cause it's, it's like, you're not even thinking. It's like totally just in your, in your wiring, in your brain. It's just happening. Okay. Top of non-testament base. The Gemara says we had previously spoken about, remember our case, we had two Nazirim. This was our last Mishnah. And one of them, was Tame, but we didn't know which one. So it was a Safek Tuma. Now we're adding another factor in the case, Ruven and Shimon. One of them, well, someone was 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 Tame. We just don't know who's Safek Tuma. And our Mishnah adds a, adds a layer, Mes Echad Mehen. So now we have Ruven and Shimon. And the way we solve the Ruven and Shimon problem is that they both, they both brought Korbanos and they said, if I'm the Tahar one, then this, the one that's Tame. Okay, oh, here says the Gemara, well, Shimon died. So now we only have Ruvain left, and Ruvain's by himself, Safek Tuma. So says the Gemara, what do we do? So Safek Tuma and his partner in crime that he was going to split Korbanos with, he can't do that anymore. So says the Gemara, Meis echad mehen, Yeshua, echad min hashuk nazir. Oh my. Says the Gemara, go find a friend and say, listen, do you mind becoming a Nazir? We'll soon see for 60 days. Do you mind becoming a Nazir for 60 days? I'm kind of stuck. It says the Gemara, how would this work out? So Ruvain would say to not Shimon, Shimon died. He goes into the Shuk, he finds Chaim. Ruvain says to Chaim, Omer, im tame hayisi. if in fact I was the Tame one, then nazir miyad, then you'd be a Nazir for the first month. Im tahor hayisi, if in fact I was Tahor, then nazir achar yom. then you'll be a Nazir in 30 days, for 30 days. So the, it's a big ask. You're asking someone to become a Nazir for 60 days just to get you out of a pickle. That's not so simple. This so from Shloshim, we may be in Korban Tuma, the Korban Tara. What? You have to pay the guy? No. He'll probably I never want some money up front. I would want a lot of money up front. Just, uh, I get haircuts every three weeks. I'm not waiting 60 days. That's not happening. Also, is there like a Moel dispensation when you're uh, a Nazir? No, there isn't. I'm just. Could you imagine? That doesn't look good when you have like, you know, ponytail hair as a Moel. It's not. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Mm. That's true. Very true. You couldn't drink the wine either. Wow. Okay. Okay. So this is, uh, let's continue with this uh, really un, uh, abnormal solution to a problem. The Sofram Shloshim Yom, they count, Mivian Korban Tuma of Korban Tara. And then on day 30 of this unique um, unique deal, they bring uh, Korbanos Tuma and Korbanos Tara. How does this work? Omer, he says, when they bring the first set of korbanos on day 30 at the conclusion of the first Nazirus, if really I was Tameh, then korban tuma shali. Because I'm Tameh, this is then going to be my korban tuma. The korban tara shalach, and you finished your Nazirus. Great job. Thank you very much. But the imanihu atahor, if in fact I was Tahor, then korban tara shali, the korban tuma besafek. You never were Tameh. You did this Nazirus out of the goodness of your heart. So therefore, your korban is not actually going to help you. It's a tuma that's a korban tuma that will be brought besafek. Now that's only up to day thirty, and then the sofer and another shloshim yomu mivian korban tara. Then at the end they bring one more korban, and uh, what is the uh, the rationale? The Omer he says as follows: korban If I'm tame, if I really was tame this second month, then the korban tuma that was brought earlier was mine. The korban tara shalach, and the korban tara was yours. korban tarasi. The korbanos last month were split as they were, and this is my korban tara. Vimanihu hatar. If in fact I was the one that was tahor, so says the Gemara. Korban tara shaliv korban tuma besafek. Vezehu korban tarascha. 
the korban tara that was brought is going to be mine. The korban tuma that we had was going to be besafek because you were never actually tame. Is that korban tara And then this would be for you to become Torah at the end of your nazirus. So convoluted, um, difficult to find someone. You know, we try to find people for the 830 minion. It's hard enough. You know, <laughs> could you put up a sign on the corner? You know, we'll put... Yes, anyone into a 60-day... Yeah, anyone into a 60-day Nazirus to help me get out of my Suffolk Tuma. So Benzoma is is not putting up with this. Omar Lo Benzoma, really? I don't care what kind of friends you have. That's not normal. It's not normal. It also engages a question that we've seen a couple of times throughout the Masechda. Is it an Isra to become a Nazir? Is it a Chet to become a Nazir? So this seems to imply that either we hold like the Shita that it's not a Chet to, to be a Nazir, or that under extenuating circumstances, you can drag someone along. Very difficult to say that. Either way, Rabin Zoma is not hearing it. And therefore, he gives a much more simple practical uh, solution. He says, What he'll do is he'll bring two animals. He'll bring a chatas of and he'll bring an animal. The chatas... What was the case? He's Suffolk Tuma. It's at the end of 30 days. He has, to, he has to finish the 30 days. Yeah, he has to finish the 30 days. And then at that point, he says, he brings these two korbanos, because it doesn't make sense for him to not bring the korbanos, because if he's if he has to, no matter what, he's a suffix tuma, he has to finish the first round of, of Naziris either way. And the rationale is, im tame hayisi, if during those first 30 days I was tame, the chatas that I'm bringing is for my having become tame. And the ola, I'll just give as a nadava. And if in fact I really was not tame during that time, because remember our case, we have one man standing and it's a suffix mace, suffix tumas mace when he's a nazir. So he says, if in fact I wasn't the one who was tame, really Shimon who died was the one who was tame. The ola is for my nazirus. Because Nazirus has to bring an Ola, among other korbanos. And then he counts another 30 days. He brings korbanos on day 60. And what does he say then? He says, If really I was just Tamei, then the first Ola was an Adava, and if in fact he was Tahar, then the Ola counts as the Chova. The Ola on day 30 counts. And today on day 60, I'll bring the rest of my Korbanos, the Chatas and the Shlamim, that are brought uh, for the Nazirus. Omer Rabbi Yeshua, seemingly he's raising a concern here. The Gemara will question this in a moment. Rabbi Yeshua says, if this is true, then as a Nazir, you brought some of your Korbanos on day 30 and some of your Korbanos on day 60. You brought your Ola on day 30. And as it turned out, according to one part of the rationale, you really were a Tahor for the first 30 days, which means your Ola was for the Nazirus, which is good. You check a box for your Korban. So says the Gemara, if that's true, Amar Rabbi Yoshua, the Mishnah says, excuse me, we're three lines before the Gemara begins and two thirds of the way down. He says, Nimta Zem maybe Korbanos of you split up the timing with which you brought your korbanos for Nazirus. Gemara doesn't say what the problem is. The Gemara just mentions it, and we'll question it soon. Thankfully, the Chachamim were of the opinion that Benzoma's approach to the Suffolk Tame Nazir was to do what Benzoma said, which is to make iterations of korbanos. Instead of finding another Jew and saying, please, please, we need a tenth guy. Uh, it's really not a tenth guy. I need you for 60 days to not... To not get a haircut, not become tummy, it's fine. 
Says the Gemara of Elasi, I don't understand. What's the problem with Rabbi Yoshua? Why can't you just bring them at different times? Who cares if the Ola was on day 30 and the other Korbanos were on day 60? You have to bring Korbanos. That's not like Korbanos that come in a rigid time frame. You have to bring them after you're in Aziris. So says the Gemara, Amar Lo Amar Says, don't worry. He was just raising the question to see if everyone was paying attention. Oh, wait one second. Bachrim. Bachrim, listen up. The Ola was brought on day 30. The rest of the Korbanos on day 60 was at kosher. And the kids will say, yeah, it was fine. Like, good, good, good job. You're listening. It was, just a, it was a question to tease out a response from the room. What will Rabbi Yoshua do in order to ensure that the fats of the Korbanos won't spoil by the time everybody gets haircuts? All the Korbanos are so spread out. The Gemara doesn't even answer the question. That's a good question. Because some of the animal parts had to be taken care of properly, but you had one from 30 days ago and one from today. It's, a, it's not, The logistics are difficult. Okay, next Mishnah. And in fact, we've learned this Mishnah already. Um, the Gemara does move quickly. If I'm being totally honest, this Gemara needs about 10 hours to really uh, lay out in chart form. Uh, but we're not going to do that. Um, so uh, please see the Rashis on the, the Rivan, actually, on the previous Gemara where this was quoted. We saw this uh, on Daf Nun Hay. We saw it on Nun Zayin in another iteration. Here we're seeing it yet again. What was our case? We were talking about the Nazar who had a very bad day. Nazir Shahayatame Bisafik Umuchlat Bisafik. This Nazir was a regular Nazir Vadai. And then he had two Svekos thrust upon him. One was Suffik Tumasmes, a Suffik of Tumasmes, and the other was a Suffik Mitzora. He found a legion, and we don't know what the story is. So this is not good. Like you have to think about what's going on in this guy's head. I'm a Nazir, and I'm a potential Mitzora, and I am a potential Tamimes. Very complicated. So the Gemara says, in that case, there are two levels of the halachic healing process. Once you're at the 60-day mark, you're good for kachim. No problem. However, when it comes to because of your nazirus, that's Now, we spoke about this then, that when you stagger, uh, when you stack up, I should say, all of the different iterations of what's happening, here are, here's what they look like. I am a Nazir. Um, I might be a, a Tamei Mason. I might be a Mitzora. That's one. Here's another one. I'm a Nazir. I actually am a Mitzora, but I'm a Suffolk Tamei Mace, or I'm all three of them. Vadai. We just don't know because there's elements of Suffolk, but we have to factor in all of the iterations and, or, and all the permutations to make sure that we're checking off all of our halachic boxes. And when you do all of the math here, what you'll find is what the Mishnah says is that it takes 120 days, namely, when you have a, a Nazir who's a Suffolk Mitzvah, a Suffolk Tumas Mace, the only way you can drink wine is by waiting 120 days, four cycles of Nazirus. Because the first three don't count because you might have been a Mitzvah the whole way through. And you might have been Tumas Mace the whole way through. So therefore, only the fourth one counts. Not simple. That's what the Gemara says. And the Mishnah says as well, concluding the Mishnah on the bottom of Nantesimut Aleph, Shetiglachas Hanega, the tiglachas, the haircut of the nega, docha tiglachas, anazir bizman vadai. I could understand, says the Mishnah, that a mitzora who's a mitzora vadai can get a haircut during the zirus. I got you, no problem. But a mitzora can't get a haircut during the first 30 days because while the nazir is a vadai status, but the mitzora is only a suffix. And therefore, says the Gemara, it's not right. When you have a suffix mitzora, the first 30 days are down for the count. And the, the Mishnah is actually just 
um, it's like rolling a snowball that will grow. He's get, given the first push. This is why you can't get a haircut in the first 30 days as a mitzvah, because I mean, you can't get one in the second 30 days because it's subject to must mace. <laughs> so that, like, there's so many different permutations here uh, that uh, you end up having to wait 60 to eat kachim and 120 for nazirs. <laughs> Tana, when do we talk about this ratio of this suffix being a one to four ratio where your one nazirus is multiplied by four? What is this Mishnah talking about? Samech Ahmed Aleph will be going until four lines from the bottom of the page. Tana, the Brisa writes, When do we say that it turns into 120 days, four nazirios? That's only true in a case scenario of, one, of a nazirus of 30 days. However, al Nazirus Bas Shana, if what you accepted upon yourself is a Nazirus of one year, the math equation is still the same. You multiply by four. So what we do is simple math. We're just changing the numbers a little bit, but it's equal multipliers. And what we're saying is that your one to four ratio that applies by a Nazirus Muetas of 30 days, turning the 30 into 120, does the same thing by a Nazirus Muruba of one year, turning the one year, multiplied by four, as we did with the 30 to get to 120. One year times four is four years. Very, very long time. Very long time. And the Tani Allah, we have another Brisa as a corollary, a corollary to this Mishnah. What does it say? Umegaleach arba tiglachios, four haircuts. And each of these haircuts are accompanied by a certain set of korbanos in order to offset all of the permutations that we discussed in our Mishnah. And here's how it works. Tiglachas Rishona is on day 30. You can't do anything during Nazirus because everything else is a suffix against the Nazirus, so you can't do anything. Therefore, on that last day, maybe Tziporim, we bring all three. You might be ending your Tuma status, you might be ending your Naziros, you might be ending your Mitzora, a whole host of things are going on. Shnia, the second haircut's on day 60, and then maybe Chatas Ova Olas Behema. Shlishis, the third uh, haircut is on day 90, and there maybe Chatas Ova Olas Behema, same as week two, same as month two. And Revis, the last of the haircuts, which is on day 20, you only have to do one thing. That last month is at a maximum only about Nazirus, and therefore maybe Korban Tara, you bring the Korbanos of a successful Nazirus. This says the Gemara, let's analyze a little bit. We're only going to analyze uh, the first haircut, and then we're going to have to stop. But the Gemara says as follows. Amris, you said in the Brisa, Tiglachas Rishona, that in the first haircut, you have to bring a certain set of korbanos. We said you bring maybe Tziporim Chatas Ha'ofen Olas Behim. Says the Gemara, Mimonav Shach Shapir Kamaisi. You did good. You checked all your boxes here for permutation number one. Had it been that in addition to your Nazirus, you actually were a Mitzora, but you were only a Safek Tuma. Then Siporan Chovaso, you brought the birds, which was great for the Mitzora. We have a special din by a of by a bird that's meant for a You can shecht it and it'll just get buried. And Veola Havyanadava, very good. Ulegalcho, this should be Bisof Shiva. And you can't say that you're going to get a haircut after seven days. You can't say that you're uh, able to get a haircut after seven days because maybe you're not actually a Mitzorah and you can't violate your Nazirus for a suffix. But Rachman Omar, in regards to another, Tar lo yavor al rosho ad melos. And ve'ilav Mitzorah v'adai have ve'hutame. And if in fact the Nazir had no Mitzorah status, but he did have Tumas Meis, then Chatas of Chovah. So then the Chatas of checks the box of his Tumas status. V'tziporin avroi kamis avdin, says the Gemara, then we need to know. When birds are brought outside of the base of Mikdash, no problem. 
that's not going to be a problem at all. Do the bird somewhere else. And the olas behema have you nadava, because an ola can always be a nadava. And let's say that really the iteration was v'ilav mitzorahu v'ilav tamehu. Let's say really you were only a nazir, you were not a mitzora, and you were not a tameh. So it says the Gemara, no problem. You can do the birds, that won't be a problem. Chatas of because we have a special din by chatas of by birds that they can be buried. And olas behema, that taka was your only status, and then you're, you've checked all the boxes there. It says the Gemara, well, you almost checked all the boxes. Because what about the Habay Asham? We know that you're supposed to bring an Asham after your Nazirus. Says the Gemara, that's Rishimini Damar Maisi Umaste, that you're allowed to bring the Asham and make a condition, and that would then check off that box as well. We're going to stop right here at Tiklach Shnia. We are in the middle of a Sugya. We'll come back together on Shabbos at 5.53. Wishing you all a beautiful night.